Hello and welcome to episode 181 of Tell Me Where to Turn. I am one third of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. And you can find the show on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. That's a good open this week. A little better, a little better than last week. A little more smooth. Can't fall out of the basement, Glenn. Okay, fair enough. Oh, speaking of, that's who I am. And you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. You can email the show. Did you guys know that we still have an email address? Breaking news. <laughs> Where to turn pod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Are we, are we actively checking that email? I checked it last week for the first time since before the pandemic. Mm. So uh, we're looking for new emails, of course. But some future. <laughs> so all that was in there was old emails. Is that what you're telling me? Future segments are going to be. Hey, remember this email. That's going to be a, a future segment here next next couple episodes or so. That sounds good. And I am, of course, Point Break Dave at Point Break underscore Dave on Twitter. And I would assume sometime in the next three to four months, I will be debuting on AEW because they're going to run out of the population at some point and they're going to call my number. So, did you bask in his glory tonight? That's the real question. Well, I would say from when he got future endeavored from the WWE, he's in basking in the glory of Jack in the Box <laughs> about six times a week. <laughs> if, the, if the glory was his shadow, then I think we're, we're all in it. Because it's Keith <laughs> Largely. I feel like Dave is the liberal of this show because he <laughs> he acts just like a, a liberal does which is he gets on here last week and complains that adam cole's undersized everybody in there's a midget whoa sorry <laughs> little person everybody's 150 pounds and then they bring out a 400 pounder and what does he do complains about it no it's that's... like the only thing he wants is a 300 pound guy that's six foot eight and cut out of pure granite that's like the only thing that's going to satisfy him First, he's got something in common with the woman I live with. <laughs> First, I don't think that's too much to ask for a pro wrestler to be in shape. What I'm saying is Keith Lee was in better shape when he was in the WWE, as was Adam Cole. Like, that's irrefutable. Now they are different sizes. One has gone, one has added seventy pounds of fat, and the other one has lost twenty-eight pounds of muscle that he didn't have to lose. But it's I feel the like same that's, premise. That's pretty racist. You compare a African American and a white guy and say, "Well, obviously they're different sizes." I, I feel like that's stereotypical. Well, I imagine that holds true for all parts of them <laughs> but we'd have to ask Mia Yim and Britt Baker to know for sure I remember when you guys went to either I think it was what the Southside Ballroom or Gillies to see 
Keith Lee before anybody knew who he was, and all you guys did when you came back from that show was just rave and rave about this guy you saw that was unbelievable. And now, just a few short years later, Dave can't even give him the dignity of enjoying his debut on All Elite. I'm still a Keith Lee fan. I'm just worried that he's going to die in the next three months. Well, and you know who Keith Lee wrestled for the NXT title that night? Uh, or no, it was Damian Priest. No, it was Adam Cole. Was it Adam Cole? It was Adam Cole. And it was pretty solid. Damian Priest, I think... He was there for sure. Yeah, he... Man, what a what a night that was. As, as we go back three years almost. Because... It was um, the Street Profits were there. Yes. And Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, I think, were a tag team against somebody. Yep. Just and I remember phenomenal. Watching, uh, watching uh, Damian Priest, who was getting a little, a little NXT buzz. Like they, he won his match. They were trying to prop him up a little bit. And I turned to Glenn all those years ago and said the same thing I said to him at the Royal Rumble a few weeks ago I don't get it (laughs) (laughs) I support Keith Lee I want him to do well he he should do as well he should still be in the premier company and not on TBS but we will support him in all of his future endeavors absolutely it's just like when you're uh you know, your favorite F1 driver was driving for Haas or someone like that. You're just like, I don't like it, but I still hope for good things for him. That's fair. Hey, speaking of auto racing, as we shift gears, if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did anybody watch the Bush Clash on Sunday at the Coliseum? Whoa, what? <laughs> not that, there was one of those one. going on at my house, but yeah, you did not want to see it. Believe me. Yes, I did. I did, and I uh, assumed that at the end of it all, you were probably punching the dash as 22 was firmly on top of 18. I, I was, except for the fact of having a little money on the 22 at 6-1, to one, and that made, the, that made the loss a little easier to... To withstand, I was at the end. I was actually rooting for. Hey, you know what? Second place is not too bad. Let's just let's just leave that Pennzoil twenty two in front. That'll be fine. Yeah, I I, I want to come back to the race, but I did find myself in a very similar position uh, at Pebble Beach this weekend, as I had invested five dollars in Tom Hoagie at almost thirty to one. I think twenty eight to one is where I got him at. But then I also always have a standing bet on Spieth anytime he's in the field. Like, that's a done deal. But I'm looking at my uh, phone app, and I'm like, hey, I stand to win $80 on Spieth and $300 on Hoagie. <laughs> Second place is pretty good, pretty good little effort. <laughs> pretty good little effort there. That's what, I, that's what I think. Not too bad. So that, that race is – I think they're going to do that at the Coliseum against, again next year. Because it was a two-year agreement, and NASCAR has the option on the second year. So I'm curious what the awesome dong thought of this, because my dad declared it the most failed thing he's seen since the Bristol Dirt Race. Really? So I have not. What did the awesome dong have to say about? I this? haven't talked to him about it. I know they watched it, but I haven't. Uh, we we haven't I haven't gotten any analysis. What? Why does the torque wrench think it was failed? <laughs> I think uh, two bumper carsy. Too too congested. Yeah, 
There wasn't a ton of passing. So I, also, I he was see sending that. me pictures of what looked to be half-empty stands, although they didn't show that as much on TV. I would say I, I haven't looked uh, see what the attendance was, but for the the feature race, it felt like it was probably sixty to seventy percent full. It wasn't well, completely got, sold out. He he fell for the old Twitter gag, what they do at the wrestling events, where somebody gets there on the Point Break Dave time right. frame, takes the picture, and then tweets Dave Meltzer and is like, "Well." They're going to be moving people around. This place is 20% full. Yeah. And then that makes it wildfire through the internet. I, I feel like he might have fallen for that trick. Yeah, the qualifying races was only about 30 40% full. But that was three hours before the main race. But I think they'll do it again there. And uh, I've heard rumors and discussions of maybe NASCAR might want to come to AT&T Stadium one day. Open up the roof. Leave the curtains open so they have to drive straight into the sun. <laughs> I was going to say, are they going to have a little sun visor <laughs> flip down? I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I, I saw it mentioned at least. So, staying on the auto racing page for just one more second before we get to Super Bowl 5-6. I did notice that uh, the F1 car reveals are starting to roll out. Uh, I believe Red Bull was today and the other top teams to the end of the week. And then at the bottom of the list was Haas F1, aforementioned, TBD on when they're going to roll out the car. And I can only imagine that their version of uh, Jason Myers and Bobo Brown is in there just <laughs> frantically trying to like get the sheet metal around something that they can unveil. They're so far off from everybody else. Oh, no. But they, they are going to have a team. It's just the reveal is going to be a little untimely. That's correct. Okay. Yes, this is this is for F one media purposes. The the this week and next is the chance for them to, you know, do you've seen it covered on Drive to Survive the big VIP events and the dramatic unveiling of the car and somewhere Gunther Steiner and Gunther Stark are together trying to figure out how to get a car get a car together or or maybe they afford to buy a tarp to cover it. I don't know. There's a lot of lot of ways it could go. They're gonna they're gonna. F- Pull the uh, the cover off, and it's it's just going to be a bomber. And they're like, "Yeah, we're running at Devil's Bowl this year. We think <laughs> we're going to we make a run at the, the ASCS." <laughs> how's Team Ferrari looking? How's how's that car looking? Do we have that yet? There have been some alleged leaked spy photos, but they have not uh, released anything official. I believe they are on the twelfth, if I am not mistaken. Are they going to go with red again this year? Is that a pretty <laughs> safe bet? <laughs> Yes. That's um, maybe one of the dumbest questions you've asked. And this is episode 181, so it's not, it's not, a, it's not something that I would say very lightly. You, uh, you, Dave, you mentioned the Devil's Bowl. There was actually an, an article that was on Dallas News the other day that caught my eye because it was about the Devil's Bowl. But not big article, but, you know, about the history of the track – when it started, I didn't know this. It was in a different location before it moved to Mesquite. There was um, three or four paragraphs about the people that died in accidents there. And so you had this whole long-form article, and I thought it was leading to something current that's like relevant or whatever. And it goes from the origin of the track through the 60s into the 70s. And then 
there's the paragraph of like present day Devil's Bowl that's literally like four lines that just more or less says, oh yeah, and the track is still open today and they race there. The end. That was it. They still have freedom fries and walking tacos in a trough. That's right. They still have the trough. So I was so disappointed. I was like about to get some good publicity and maybe here's what's going on now and an exciting future, but no, he skipped from 1971 f- 50 years forward. You know what that was? That was some uh, reporter <laughs> didn't have anything for the deadline and like found some archive folder and it's like, somebody wrote this 40 years ago. <laughs> I'm just going to type it in and put a paragraph at the end and call it good. It's the equivalent of having to go cover like the 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 cat beauty pageant or something like that. Exactly. All right. Um, we have, we have the main thing that we're going to talk about, which is which is Super Bowl. But yeah, in gambling specifically, which do you uh, do you want the update on the Brock Lesnar T-shirt? Yes. Well, you're not wearing it. I'm not, and I I will not be wearing it because. The true owner of the WWE merchandise that I rescued so bravely and courageously (laughs) from the Dome in St. Louis reached out to me some 48 hours ago and said, man, I'm way late getting back to you and you probably either kept that stuff or you gave it away. So basically, like, don't worry about it. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, this is an opportunity. But as has been established in almost 200 hours of our podcasting, I'm a man of very high integrity. And I said, sir, I still have your shirt and your scarf. And if you need it, we can arrange to get it to you, whether that's shipping it to you or if you happen to be coming to WrestleMania, I'm in Dallas and we can make the exchange. And so... He is going. Do you know where our friend lives. Uh, I believe it was in Illinois, because from mine and fake Paul Bearer's research, he was a graduate of, I think it was Southern Illinois University. So I think, I th- yeah, uh, I think he's in Illinois. We don't, we don't boo education on this show. No. Now, would we classify Southern Illinois as in uh, HBCU? I don't think so. But if it was, this guy would not have any problem there. Is that fair to say? Is this a <laughs> this is a different version of No Child Left Behind? Is that what you're Is that what you're getting at? I'm just asking some questions to paint the picture for those of us that weren't at the Dome. I'm just saying that Deshaun and I are on very good speaking <laughs> terms, and what I want to happen is, whether it's here at the house or at AT&T Stadium, that we make the exchange, and there's like, what's that handshake meme or whatever with the big, <laughs> the two big muscle arms, that we that we take that and, and we start to solve the world's problems one t-shirt return at a time so what was the arrangement then is this going to be an in-person handoff uh he's he says he's gonna let me know because if he is actually attending mania then there won't be a need to ship it when he's uh local will make the arrangements but he doesn't he doesn't know yet so so there you go i think you need to turn this twitter interaction into a 
pin pal type relationship where every Christmas he picks out a WWE shirt for you and you pick out one for him and you exchange gifts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll think of something along those lines. Because I think this is a... This is a bit that can be explored further than just uh, giving some guy's t-shirt back. <laughs> Would you be willing to send him this message tonight? Right. Deshaun. Are you, are you about to dictate something? Oh, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. You, you, you start typing. Please go ahead and send me your address. I assume since Keith Lee is all elite, you will not be attending WrestleMania. <laughs> Sincerely, Glenn 3 underscore <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that to my good friend. Make those assumptions. You should just send him your uh, Dallas uh, Renegades shirt. <laughs> Why don't I just send him one of my kids? <laughs> not sending him a Renegade right. shirt. Are we ready to get into Super Bowl? Maybe yes. Deshaun yeah. will be at the Super Bowl, and you could have given him the shirt there. Hmm. Where is the Super Bowl? Oh, it's in L.A. this year. Yeah. No, I won't be out there. So I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this game from a gambling angle, but probably more focused on the props than the game itself. I will quickly. We can go around the horn. My gambling advice, as has been documented other times in the show. Betting on the line or the total in the Super Bowl is equivalent to betting on the coin flip of the game. You're welcome to do it, but do not in any way entertain the idea that you know something that everybody else doesn't know and is already factored into the line. That is my word of caution to you. Nobody is smarter than the number. That being uh, said, I'll be backing the Rams minus four. <laughs> I don't think uh I don't think the uh offensive line of the Bengals can withstand the pass rush of the Rams. So if we want to start there as far as just the game overall and then kind of work our way to all the bits, I'm also heavily behind the Rams. Um Rams minus four and I think I think this thing goes under. Yes. Uh I've through promotional opportunities afforded to me by the state of my residence. There are a, uh, a new product known as the SGP, the same game parlay. It's very popular with all the sites here. But oh, essentially, yeah. I don't know how Bavoda is, Bavada is now, but they had gotten real stingy about allowing you to do what's called correlated parlays. Yeah, they're still real bad about that. Yeah. So what they've done here is you can't do it through what you would consider the normal betting window, but if you go into the same game parlay window, you can make correlated parlays. However, they do restrict the odds pretty significantly. But because it's the Super Bowl, they're giving a lot of make a $50 same game parlay, and if it loses, we'll give you your money back type offers. So I have Rams and under in every single one of the ones that I've made because that, that's basically the foundational building blocks for what I'm doing. Uh, and if and for those of you, I mean, you gentlemen are very sharp sports bettors, but for those listening, I don't want to be so arrogant as to assume that everybody knows what we're talking about. 
a correlated parlay is basically making a parlay of things that are most likely only to occur together. So, for instance, if you bet the game under, you might also bet the quarterback throwing touchdowns under, running backs gaining yards under, things that all are probably going to happen in concert. And along, not too long ago, but a couple years ago, some of the bigger websites like Bavada figured out they were getting taken advantage of because they were paying normal parlay odds on things that very were very unlikely to happen independently of each other and closed the loophole. Mm-hmm. But boy, there was a glorious couple of years where you could find a, uh, for instance, I think one of the most obvious ways to exploit it was when you would find a, a college game that was a gigantic mismatch where you would have like a 40 or 50 point uh, favorite and it would be a situation where the uh, you know maybe they had to cover 42 and the over under was 43 so you know you'd be very foolish to say like yes they would cover the spread but the game would also go under because there was literally one point window for that to happen but they used to be able to make parlays like that where you could take you know you could add the over onto a favorite covering uh, and basically double your you know or add uh, additional value to your bet without really taking any risk because if one was going to win, it was almost impossible for the other one not to happen. Make sense, Glenn? No, I'm right there with you. And from experience, I can, I try to put some of that stuff together and you go to place the bet and it is not giving you the multiplier yes. option. You were, you're looking at a series <laughs> of single bets that are staring back at you. Yes, indeed. This is this is how uh, big data ruined it forever. That's right. So, uh, Dave, do you have any? Uh, what are your overall thoughts about Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I'll have. Uh, I'm much more interested in the the gimmick props. My thing with the Super Bowl is I agree with Tommy to the point that you know you're not betting some third tier college basketball game where you might actually find an edge like the bookmakers know everything the only thing i will say is just because of the weirdness of the super bowl you know i mean players talk about how you know they can't warm up pre-games different half times different i usually lean instead of betting either the normal spread or the normal over under I lean towards betting some sort of alt line. So, like, instead of, you know, Rams minus four, if I'm leaning that way, I'd bet, like, Rams minus nine for, you know, getting two and a half to one or something just because those games usually weird stuff happens, Mm. man. So take take the favorable money. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Of the Obviously, for the Super Bowl, the uh, alternate line is infinite. You can pretty much bet any number you want. Uh, Rams minus nine, you'd get plus 165. If you are willing to really gamble uh, and take the Rams uh, minus uh, over two touchdowns, you could get th- plus 300 on your money. I don't think that's going to happen. But But the real fun of the Super Bowl, man, is just laying out just whatever ridiculous stuff you know will you know the team that wins the coin toss win the game you know what's the is the a first touchdown per you know the number of the person who scores the first touchdown going to be over 27 and a half like their jersey number right like just, right just yes. make the game entertaining all the way through so that's why I have clicked on the screen titled "Novelty Props." So, will you guys have money on the coin toss every year? And do you go with tails every year? 
it never I, has I, failed. I, I switch it up, but the the two I always bet. I well, actually, there's three I always bet. Always bet the corn toss. Always bet over under length of the national anthem. Always bet Gatorade. Most times we'll bet what coach they show first. Okay. Um, and then just, yeah, every other single silly bet I can find in there. And I've heard recently, and I don't, I've not run into this, but they have put more limits on the national anthem prop because apparently there's a lot of information out there available if you know where to look. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people leaking, uh, you know, rehearsal times and. There's also, and I'm assuming all the books, and I'd be interested in, you know, since you have the larger, more legitimate books, Tommy, at least uh, on Bovada, they have, like betting the PGA matchups, they have head-to-head commercials as far as which commercial will play first, QuickBooks or Taco Bell, Crypto.com or FTX, like, that's amazing. I feel like you get a hold of the uh, right person at the network, you probably get some insider info on that. I saw those. I'll probably, I'll probably pick a couple of those and just throw throw something at it. But you got to. Yeah, I I looked. I mean, the coin toss obviously have something on tails. Um, I was looking at stuff just from mainly just stuff that's within the game. But the one that I I think I'll be on is you can bet either um, the result of Joe Burrow's or Matt Stafford's first pass attempt. And, like, Joe Burrow's first pass attempt being incomplete is is a plus 155, which seems, I don't know, you know, it's his first first Super Bowl, first pass. He's going to be under duress. He's going to have bad offensive line. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of... I kind of like that one. As you guys know, I'm I'm very anti Matt Stafford. Always take the under on what Matt Stafford's doing. Yeah. So you so you're not going to have him as MVP like I did. No, I'm not. I'm actually intrigued uh, by a couple things by that bad Bengals offensive line and by the fact that I believe Matt Stafford led the league in pick sixes this year. That is true, and he's leading the – I mean, he led the regular season and I believe the playoffs as well within interceptions in general. So you've got that he throws an interception before a touchdown pass at plus 225 and that there is a special teams or defensive touchdown of any kind in this game at plus 210. That's interesting. The one that I've been fascinated by is – a non-QB throwing a touchdown. I feel like that's a real sucker bet. I feel like that's an easy no. So, it's funny. But you do have the whole OBJ factor. Yeah. It worries me a little bit, but it feels like that's like the no safety bet, right? You you take the no side and you just you just suck it up, and if you lose, you lose. So, I'm not laying the bet that somebody's going to throw a touchdown, but that's like the standing one I throw money on of just the over under on number of players to throw a pass they set it at 2.5 so you just need one trick play or one of the quarterbacks just to get hurt for a little yeah, while yeah i said or one yeah one person to go in the blue tent right and then you and then you win it cuz i know i bet that last year and when the game started to get out of hand i was like yeah just let's take brady out or sit my home <laughs> what happens there is 
you get the uh, you know you get the protocol uh, QB going into the tent, and then they just run it six yeah. times in a row, and you're like, that was my chance. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So what, what do you think about this one? I feel like the price on this one is way off. Any kick during the game to hit an upright. I feel like I always think that's a sucker bet, and I feel like it's happened a lot in the Super Bowl. But I mean, I would it, the the numbers four hundred plus four hundred. I feel like I would need like double that to even consider it. I feel like last time, and I don't know if this was last year or several years ago, but I remember last time looking at it, and it was way better than that. It was like plus. 750 or something like that. Right. I mean cuz I mean what this what this number is saying is that one out of every four kicks hits the upright and that's not even close. Yeah, well there's two good kickers in this game too. There are and in fact one of the props is which kicker is going to score more. And uh I personally support the gay in this one. So hey, if the if the Rams are going to win, you probably got to go gay in this one. <laughs> that's right. They're going to take that Rainbow Road right to the Super Bowl. Let or the rainbow crosswalk. One. I'm sorry, I messed it up. Because <laughs> I feel like both of these are easy money, and we're we're getting into halftime bets here. One is you're laying two to one. It's minus two twenty, but it's will Eminem wear a hoodie or hat? Either one. So you get. Either one, and you know they're probably going to do some sort of attire change multiple times. Like, that's easy money, right? I feel like it is, but I have never once. And we had an episode that we covered this about Luke Bryan wearing jeans. Like, we've, I've never won an attire bet in my life. <laughs> well, and this is where I'm glad you brought up the Luke Bryant, because if you go back many years ago when Tommy and I had good money on that and they claim they weren't jeans but they clearly were <laughs> they were clearly jeans um and we didn't get paid on it um to go along with that as far as books making a decision you can almost also bet at minus 180 so slightly better than laying two to one will any part of Eminem's performance be censored and my question is, does that include him censoring himself? Because that's 100% going to happen. No, I don't think it includes that. That's that, what that, I would want to know. Yeah, that's an interesting clarification. But I will tell you, my first reaction when I saw the halftime show lineup was the halftime show was just going to be one long, continuous beep for, for <laughs> like five minutes. <laughs> People are just going to be head-scratching the whole time, like, well, what just happened here? We also get the standard for the last decade will there be a wardrobe malfunction so is that saying is what is Kendrick that? Lamar's dong <laughs> right pop out? I don't know what oh maybe hey, maybe Eminem's hat will fall off breaking news I got into the details of the will his performance be censored and they have stated sound must be intentionally cut out or bleep censored for this to win yeah. But what if he what if he puts the microphone away? You know, if he gets to a lot, I think it has to be outside of his control. Yeah, the control. But wouldn't that be him intentionally cutting the sound? the the con The control room has to do it. They have to pull yes. the pull the old lever down. 
<laughs> on the volume or however that works. Jersey number of the first touchdown scorer under 23 and a half. That feels like a no-brainer because we know number 10 score in the first touchdown. <laughs> Probably on the first under, play of the game. Hold on, you have under 23 and a half? I do. For the first touchdown. I yes. have our, uh, Bovada has 27 and a half. Now, so who's in between 24, 25 and Well, I will tell you it's somebody it's it's apparently a value because if you go under you're having to pay minus 140 and that's at 23. You're minus 130 under 27 and a half. So you're I don't getting, know what So it must be nobody then. Yeah, cuz you're getting yeah, more numbers and and worse odds. See, I'm going to laugh if some like Second string fullback <laughs> runs it in with number twenty five. So, you, so you've got Stafford scoring the first touchdown. Cooper Cup's number ten. Oh, I don't know what the other jersey numbers are. What kind of fan are you? The reason that I know Cooper Cup is number ten is because that's also even, and I have that bet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> What number is oh Stafford nine because he's been nine yes. his whole career okay yeah I mean obviously you don't care about that no. the first touchdown score is one I love to bet I've got five bets on the first <coughs> touchdown score I will break even if Cooper Cup scores the first <laughs> touchdown <laughs> I need I need him to score to break even if somebody else scores I'll start making money you know what they don't have on here that I'm. I'm I'm looking on Bovada that I always enjoy is the uh, cross sport props. They have them here, boy. Where it'll be like, you know, some receiver who's, you know, slated to, you know, whatever, get 32 yards receiving. It'll be like, will he have more receiving yards than, you know, Steph Curry has points (laughs) if if the Warriors are playing that day? That's always a fun one because then you're like, Switching between games, like checking box scores. <laughs> the the ones that they have here get so complicated. Like even as I'm reading them, I'm I'm going like how how would anybody handicap this? Listen to this. What will be more? Trey Young made free throws, so not points, but made free throws or completed minutes before the first score of the Super Bowl. See, that's the stuff I love. <laughs> just bananas. <laughs> Wait, that's that's absolutely insane. And they've got so many combinations of this. I mean, more Atlanta. Will the Atlanta Hawks score more points, or will Cooper Cup have more yards? Um, obviously, Cup's going to have four hundred yards. So <laughs> I've never heard of a basketball team scored four hundred points. I don't know that Trey Young pretty good. <laughs> How about this one? Trey Young combined. Points, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks, or the total number of first downs in the game. Like, how do you even follow that? I mean, you just yeah, place I don't even that. Like, I just think you just close your eyes and click yes or no. Right. I don't even think. I don't think you even try. You just check it the next day and see and see what happened. Man, I, I've been betting a lot of PRAs, points, rebounds, assists, props in the NBA. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. W- would you like to know? So there is a website. Uh, I will not be sharing this website because I don't want more people to find out about it. But it's a very valuable website to help you evaluate player props. This website 
says the most profitable prop to make as far as return on investment is to bet that Cooper Cup will record at least one rushing yard in the game at plus 250. It was up to get one. Yes, it is over 0.5 at plus 250. Wow. Okay. That seems really bizarre. Have my eye on that now? Watched enough of their game? Do they? Obviously not. If they set the line at point five, but apparently, apparently in the, you know, I mean, and this this site is just, I mean, they're setting aside anything but the data, and I think what the numbers say is that at plus two fifty, there's a a very high value in taking the over of that. And then on conversely, they also say there's a very high value in taking the under on Samaji Pirine uh, under two and a half rushing yards. So basically, he can't carry the ball. So let us know and maybe Twitter if you actually make the cup rushing because I just want to be there when he they do some you know, jet sweep, whatever, and he runs for five yards, and then they try it in the fourth, and he loses <laughs> six yards. I want to be there for that. I want to know you You just <laughs> wasted I'm making this. I'm making this bet. So I, I have this whole, like, full page of things that I noted as, as possible things I'll, I'll put money on, but I'm considering just putting all the money I'm going to bet on the game, nothing on the result, just putting it all on that a two-point conversion will be attempted at some point in time during the game. It's like minus 105. And it just it doesn't have to be converted, just attempted. It's attempted. I mean, that's interesting because you, you obviously have the score of the game dictates that's the right play, and then you also have the it's the Super Bowl, I'm going to do something funky. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you have the possibility of the Bengals being down five touchdowns in the first <laughs> right. half and trying to or claw their way back in. You you line up for the extra point, and the team jumps off sides, and now you get it at the one instead of the two, and the coach is like, oh, now we're going for two. I don't care that it's just six to nothing. I'm just going to go for it. Do you it. think there's a, a correlation between hitting the upright and going for two? <laughs> Because think about it, you could do a parlay of hitting the upright, assuming it hits and doesn't go in, and then going for two. I feel like this is a this is you need to parlay this. Mm. Okay, you need to just YOLO it, empty the account, hit the upright, go for two parlay. Couldn't I just parlay that there's going to be a missed extra point at some point? They don't have to actually hit the upright. Yeah, but then that way, that way you get the uh, you know just the extra kiss if somebody dinks a long field goal at the end of the game. Yeah. that's are uh, in the two points already locked up. You know, gives you a little little wiggle room. A little there. more, a little more juice. Okay. I'll uh, I'll say this, and this is a bet I've actually done in several NFL games, and it's hitting it a pretty good clip. If your book has the shortest touchdown over under. And it's under, it's always one and a half yards. Take the under. I take the under all the time. There's always either, you know, someone gets stopped short or there's the pass interference in the end zone. Like, it happens way too much, and it's usually not bad. It's like minus 130 on the under. So I like that. Yeah, I like that. And kind of along the same lines, I have uh, 
I had something circled on for any time touchdown parlayed with their team wins the game. Matt Stafford scoring a touchdown at a Rams win is plus thirteen hundred. So you're you're looking for that. But he has to he has to score the touchdown. Yeah, it's so lo- that's the dive. You're looking for the QB sneak unless you get the very unlikely Stafford scramble into the end zone. But you're looking for the QB sneak. And that ball ended up at the two foot line, and they sneak it in, and then the Rams obviously are going to win. So, so I like that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. One of the ones that was re- recommended to. See. I'm trying to get a. Uh, to Dave and myself was to take the opening kickoff to not be a touchback at plus one twenty five. I heard some insight on that this week that that because like the kickers don't get to break in the balls like they normally do, and when that ball <clears throat> as soon as it's kicked off, like it's immediately retrieved and like taken to the Hall of Fame like right away for every ball that's the 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 first ball kicked in every Super Bowl so. Yeah, touchback is unlikely, and the Rams kicker is dealing with a hamstring injury, so he's probably not going to let loose on it. You also get the return. It's the Super Bowl. I'm amped up. I'll take this five yards deep and run it out anyway. Right, because I'm going to make make a game-changing play immediately. A lot of things can go right for you on that bet. Okay. I'm down with that. That's a good one. What else we got? So here's one Slide that I wrote down. The, uh, just want to see what you guys think. This one was either team could be yeah either team to score three unanswered times, and no was plus one eighty, which I found that to be odd because reading that it seems like that should be. It should be the opposite, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I looked at it like a lot and wrote it down, <laughs> so I might be turning right around and putting money on it when we get done here. But just thinking, I don't know, a team scoring three consecutive times. I mean, that's certainly possible, but I don't know if it's uh, if it's that likely. We all still alive? I froze for a second, but I'm back. Yeah, we we lost Glenn for a minute there. I'm back. I, I'm yeah, we're back. We we can uh, we can edit that out. <laughs> I gotta say, MGM does not have as much fun as uh, DraftKings does. They don't uh, they don't embrace the novelty prop. That's a shame. You hate to see it. I wonder how in as much time as. We have spent in Las Vegas sports books. Never been there for the Super Bowl. I wonder how easy it is to in person make some of these crazy bets. Or are you almost like have to get one of the apps to do it? I feel like you would drive the people crazy right. trying to make these bets in person. I agree. So how about this? Last play of the game, a kneel. Minus 260 for yes. 
I've got it as minus two fifty, but in my in my mind, the way this game ends is Joe Burrow refusing to give up down fifty, just throwing <laughs> like a moon ball. Yeah, I, if I was gonna bet that, I would bet it no. I'm not gonna. Well, they also have a bet as if if the game ends on a score, which is you know the obviously the last second field goal or you know there's overtime involved. You know, ooh, this one, this one seems like a good play. After we just got done saying, the book knows everything. There are no edges. <laughs> First, what would you set the line at? Don't look if you don't know this offhand. Over-under line for turnovers in the game, both teams combined. (sighs) I would say two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It is two and a half, but over is only minus 135. I feel like that's a pretty good bet. I mean, Stafford could throw three. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, even in the games he plays well, he usually throws one. Yeah. Is there any chance that includes turnovers on downs? Probably not. Nah, I doubt it. I would doubt that, no. Yeah. Even though it's literally in the name. The name. (laughs) Do, um, I don't, because I'm in a regulated market, I don't have the benefit of any entertainment style props. Is there anything else interesting there related to the halftime show? Or the TV broadcast, because I have no line of sight into that at all this year, because the regulations in Tennessee require it to be uh, constrained to what happens in between the lines. (laughs) What was the... uh, Sorry, I'll I'll pull up the halftime stuff in a second. What was the... We just talked about the odds on the three unanswered. Either team to score three unanswered times... I, I believe unless I am a, a lot more blind than I thought, no was plus one eighty. Okay, because I found a, a a bet that would certainly correlate is largest lead of the game over fourteen and a half, and that's plus one ten. So I think if you're gonna bet that, then you bet the three unanswered. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to put those together. All right, so here, let me pull up halftime, see if there's anything interesting. Lots on commercials, which I do enjoy. (laughs) This is a good one. The Drake curse. What team's jersey will Drake (laughs) wear at the homecoming event during the Super Bowl? (laughs) Um... So, halftime, we have color of Snoop Dogg's shoes. Purple? Blue being the favorite. Yellow or gold being the second favorite. So, we're going Rams colors. Uh, Clearly. Makes sense. Uh, Will Snoop smoke on stage? No. Even money for yes. No. He could smoke no, anything. Only minus one thirty. Yeah, he could smoke anything. anything. Yeah. Will a f- in the halftime show will a football be used as a prop? I feel like that's no. a no. I don't no. think so. 
Unless sm- Snoop's smoking out of one. <laughs> like this a hollowed good. out football. Halftime show. <laughs> will any will any bored ape yacht club character make an appearance during the halftime show? Oh great. Um yeah, you can also bet if Kendrick Lamar will wear a hoodie. Will the halftime show have professional on-stage dancers? Yes. Of course it will. Ooh, That's th- minus 5,000. <laughs> 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 How do we determine if they're professional? <laughs> that's, that's fair. And what if Eminem wears a football as a hat? <laughs> do I win both of them? Double, double hit. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, well, how many times will chains be used for measurement? One and a half is the line. So you, oh, that, I would take, under. take the under. Yeah. yeah. You don't see that near as no, often as they, you used to. They pretty much just round it up to the nearest hash these days. Unless it's a very key moment of the game or, or it's a third or fourth down. If it's If it's close enough on second down, they're not, hey, let's bring out the chain so we can have a third and – one and a half inches. They're just like, yeah, let's just keep this. Just keep it moving. Well, here's where I think we can add some value to our listeners that have made it this deep in the show. And we are going to go... We're going to go to Glenn. Because Glenn has attempted or attended enough NASCAR and auto racing events that I think he will know this. Uh-oh. Over under on number of planes in the flyover. How many <laughs> planes are there usually in a flyover? Ooh. It depends on what kind of plane you're going with. Because in the the NASCAR event this past Sunday, I believe there was just one, but it was a bomber. Usually you're one big plane or three F-16, F-14 style with the one out front and then the two, you know, kind of lagging a little bit behind them. So if I were to bet for Super Bowl, I'm definitely going more than one. The the line is at five even. Right, because I think that's the standard Blue Angel number. Blue Angels are five. So I think Glenn's right. If if it's not the Blue Angels, I think it's an easy under. Yeah. So you're getting I don't I don't think there's a I don't is, think over is, is a good favorite. bet. It's minus 165. It should be four and a half. Yeah, because five's a bad number. Seven, right? Yeah. yeah. It's always odd. I can't imagine it going over five. I mean, it's only plus 125. I'm betting under on that. Yeah, I would take the under on that and assume I'm pushing if the Blue Angels show up. So here's the question: If there was a book that would take you know, a Mattress Mac, you know, $3 million bet on this. Do you get one of those little planes that tows the sign behind it and you're just kind of flying around and then if you see there's only five planes, you just get, get in formation. You get the text. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> and you get shot down and spiral into greater Los Angeles. Oh, well, let me let me run over this with you guys. I know we're we're getting tight on time, but I wanna I wanna share my props with you. So I'm in a uh, I'm in a league. 
$300 buy-in. So we're, we're not talking about small chump change here. We're talking about stuff Dave would find in his couch cushions. The, uh, the gag is you pick uh, 25 props that are predetermined. You have to bet one way or the other. Whoever gets the most right wins. Here we go. Uh, game line, I've got the Rams. Over under, I've got under. First player to score a TD, Cooper Cup. Feeling all right about that? Okay. MVP of the Super Bowl, Matt Stafford. Okay. Safe. Mm. Heads or tails on the coin toss? Tails. We've established that does not ever fail. Will Matt Stafford's first pass be complete? Yes. Will Joe Burrow's fat first pass attempt be complete? I went with yes as well. Oh, damn you. I'm going no. I think they I think they install the screen pass. They get him comfortable. He's a rookie. This is what you do. You make it easy. You don't do anything complicated. Will the first down, first first down of the game be a rush, pass, or penalty? I said pass. Which team has the first sack? That's obviously going to be the Rams. I doubt Stafford gets touched the whole game. Which team commits the first <laughs> penalty? That will clearly be the Bengals in some type of offensive hold yeah, to try holding. to protect their quarterback. Uh, which team will record? Or wait, we already covered that one. Sorry. Uh, will there be a score in the first six minutes of the game? Yes. It will be a touchdown because my next bet is will the first score be a touchdown? The answer is yes. It will most likely be a Rams touchdown, but you don't have to pick that. The first team to challenge Rams, Bengals, or neither. We went Bengals on this. I think when you're down three scores, your coach has to do something to get you involved. How about a, how about a nice challenge? Uh, first to throw an interception, Stafford or Burrow. Uh, I went ahead and went Burrow. I'm uh, sticking to the script here. Rams are going to dominate. First to throw a touchdown, Stafford. Odd even of the player to score the first touchdown. We went even on this. The number 10, big factor. Stafford over under 279 yards. Over Burrow over 276. I also went over here, but this is when I bring in the garbage time theory. Mm-hmm. This is what we call the Jalen Hurts paradox. <laughs> How he was a top five fantasy quarterback and was one of the, also one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. This is what it's called. This is the garbage time theory. This is a real thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have several rushing props. We've got Akers, Mixon. Uh, I have Akers over, Mixon under. I think they Bengals have to abandon the run because they get down. They're not going to run the ball. Uh, the number was re- relatively high. Uh, receiving props for the Rams. I've got Cup and Beckham over. I've got Chase over because, again, garbage time. I do have T. Higgins under because I hate the fact that every time I have T. Higgins in DraftKings, <laughs> he always gets me less than five points. So screw him. Under. <laughs> We're down to the last three, Gay or McPherson. We've already established that we are absolutely 100% going Gay here. That's right. Which team will score last? Clearly the Bengals because, again, garbage. They'll be cutting it to 34-13 the, the, yeah. at that point. That's right. And will the largest lead of the game be over 14.5? And, and I said, yes, it will be over 14. And a half. Wow, you really think this is getting out of hand. I do. And 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 the, and when in. Not that I have to tell you guys this, but I've entered a lot of these contests with these guys. I've won a bunch of them. Okay. This is how you win the contest. You you pick everything correlated and you stick with it. It's all or nothing. It doesn't matter if, if you're second. As a matter of second. fact, 
these same guys ran a contest where you picked the entire playoffs, which I won because I put the Rams in the Super Bowl, and I was the only person to do so because everybody else had the Packers, the Chiefs, or the Dallas Cowboys. Well, if if you won a contest about picking the Super Bowl or the NFL playoffs, <laughs> these people must are they in a home of some kind? <laughs> I'm sure they all have nice homes. Do they I have no idea what you're inferring? Do they have meager accommodations? Could they be found in a tent? So, as we established, we'll have some money on the coin toss. I think I'm really going to go after this two point conversion attempt just to have I like something. It. I like it. Something weird just to cheer for. Um, and I'm going to cheer for you when that happens during the game. I'm just going to so going to slowly raise the lighter. Well, much like. My wish of Tommy's Cooper Cup rushing. I can't wait till they line up for a two point conversion, false start, backs him up, and then they just decide to kick it. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say they were going to fake the two point conversion and kick it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we all like the Rams. So I like the Rams minus the points. I like the under. So of course I like the parlay of a Rams win, just money line. The Bengals under 24 and a half and the Rams to get three or more sacks at plus 135. And I already have my ten, uh, my $10 placed on the final score bet at plus 7,500 of Rams 30, Bengals 17. Ooh, I do like the exact score bet. That's always fun. I do like that. So there you go. That's what I got to say about Super Bowl. I like it. I will probably, I will try to tweet out once I get everything down, little image of uh, all the nonsense. No, it's, and then you guys can make fun of me when I have the horribly wrong <laughs> bet loss. No, we will all, we'll tweet Doc on that. We'll just uh, piggyback each other's tweets and everybody can see what we've yeah. got going on so they can root against us. And uh, and to end the show, uh, since it's going to come out on Friday and it won't do anybody any good, um, let's take a look at Scotty Scheffler this weekend uh, <laughs> at the Waste Management Open at plus 2,500. I might do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> in fact, I will, uh, I will tweet out my entire – I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to tweet out my, my PGA card because I have, uh, as Point Break Dave is well aware – if I hit it again this week, it'll be three in a row. That is true. Because I had Luke well. List and I had Hoagie. Tommy, do you need to do you need to run? Turn on AEW, watch uh, Moxley and CM Punk in a tag match against FTR. Because that's what that's what's on tonight. Or you could just go watch the WWE from like seven years ago <laughs> and see the exact same four people in the exact same match. Morning, it's another pure gray morning. Don't know what the day's holding. And I get a fight when I walk right into the path of a lightning bolt. Siren of an ambulance comes howling right through the center of town. And blinks an eye and I look up to the sky for the path of a lightning bolt.